0: So today is Good Shepherd Sunday. Uh, for priests, it's a very special Sunday, a very particular Sunday, because it should remind us of of how we, as priests, are supposed to live our vocation. Um, I might have told you this before, but I remember when I was in seminary in Rome, uh, Father Gabriele, our American rector, who's actually only about five years older than me, so he's still quite young, so still still really young. Uh, he decided, look, let's let's go for a hike uh, in the mountains. So we did. We off we went, and um, he's a share fitter than I am, so we were hiking, 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 going way up, uh, and it was absolutely scalding. And uh, so we came across a full blown, born and reared Italian shepherd right, an actual shepherd, so a person who was actually a shepherd who spent day and night, night and day uh, on the, the fairly barren looking hills with his sheep. And he had a face like a ploughed field, brown as a berry, and just the deepest wrinkles. You know what I mean, just from almost exposure. You know, and uh, so we got talking to him. And then, obviously, being priests and seminarians, um, we thought this might be an idea. It might be, it might be a good idea to, to ask him what it's like to be a shepherd. What's the vocation of a shepherd like? You know, because you know, we hear about these things, but uh, we've no experience. I've no experience of being a shepherd. And even those who do in know like we have a couple of guys here in the past, one guy from from Sligo, which is real sheep country. Uh, but even their experience of shepherding is very different to, to Jesus' time, you know? So we thought it might be interesting to talk to him about what it's like. And uh, he spoke a very, very thick dialect. So he answered and we all went, ah, do you get any of that? No, neither did I. Great, lovely. <laughs> so, but um, what we did understand was that not all the sheep there were his, but there were sheep all over the place. So you've got a mix of flocks up on the hill, I said, how, how do you control? It? How do you check? How do you know if all, all of yours are there? How do you, how do you move them? Because how do you kind of move them and leave him and take him? Like they're all kind of mixed and all grazing together in these expanses up in the hills. And they said, oh, they. They, they said no. He, he said, they'll come when I call. And we looked at each other, and uh, I, as a good Irish person, said, they will, yeah. They will, yeah. Um, and he said, "Oh, guard that, guard that. He said, he said oh, have a look, have a look, have a look. And so he lets out a whistly thing. And all the heads go up, and then he starts to move, and they followed. And it was like Pied Piper. Never seen anything like it. It was, they actually, the Bible is actually true. I know, they know my voice, and, and they follow me. Jesus knew what he was talking about. It actually, it actually worked. They, the sheep trusted him. Then, and then uh, similarly then to kind of to to prove the gospel as well, you know they, they won 't listen to uh, the hired man uh, we tried doing similar yodels and calls and whistles, and they, they didn 't budge, but they knew his voice and they trusted him so when the Lord speaks about being the good shepherd, uh, again, a lot of these things have been kind of caricatured in 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 recent decades maybe uh, in an effort to make these things a little more maybe palatable to to children um We've cartoonized. We've, we've 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 turned into a comic strip. Maybe a lot of these kind of stories. Uh, we, not all comic strips are bad, but uh, but when it comes to Jesus being a shepherd, it can kind of reduce what that actually meant. It can reduce what, what that what that vocation or what that role meant. Uh, when King Saul was facing the Philistines and facing Goliath. So it was, a, in theory, a great idea, right? You have these two armies facing each other. And then they say, look, we'll send our champion. Ye send your champion. Let's save a whole lot of bloodshed. So Goliath comes up and night and day, day and night, taunts all of the Israelites. Ye worms, ye losers, ye weaklings, and your stupid God. You know, so it was, it was a deliberate, deliberate provocation, night and day, day and night. But no one would budge. No one would say, oh, I'll take him on all these trained warriors in Israel none of them wants to go near him David comes along a sprightly little boy uh, and he says don't worry I'll fight him and you could imagine Saul saying that's a nice idea you're a youth and he's been a warrior from his youth um, they tried putting Saul's armor on him but it was too big he, co- he couldn't move so David describes his offer or, or, or defends his offer. And he says, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down and kill it. that's the vocation of a shepherd that's what Je- so when jesus talked about being being the good shepherd it doesn't mean you put a, a tea towel on your head and stand there with a the staff and go and, and just talk to your little lammies. like you had to fight you had to defend you had to also know where to bring the sheep for shelter for water and for pastures. you had to know you had to, be able to read the signs you had to, be able to read the, the, the weather you had to be able to read are they just wandering dogs or are they wolves coming to attack my sheep? And if they are, you go between your flock and the danger. You put yourself on the line because you love your flock. Because that's your job. And for priests, it's no different. We're supposed to be spiritually aware, if you will. We're supposed to know that this uh, new spirituality, this newfound love for who knows what kind of meditation, that's not actually Christian. That's not Catholic. That doesn't lead us to Jesus. Therefore, It's useless so can we move on to what's actually nourishing what actually gives us life can we actually move back to the you know love for the eucharist love for the rosary love for the tried and tested things that we know work you know hugging trees yeah it might be nice you don't get much of a hug back though um don't see the point of it like it doesn't lead you to god doesn't lead you to god so priests have to be able to defend teach lead their flocks not because they're better people we're all weak but this is the vocation of leadership entrusted to, 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 to the priesthood. But again, you see, we're supposed to put our lives on the line. It's not about, you know, we kind of sit there and glory in our in our position or anything. What did David do when, when his flock was attacked? You chased the enemy. You took the lamb out of his mouth, and then you killed him. You put yourself on the, that. That could have killed. That could, that lion could easily have killed him. But that's what you do because you're a good shepherd. That's a priest is supposed to do. We're supposed to know the Lord first because if we don't know him, we can't lead anyone there. How can we lead people to the pastors of a relationship with the Lord if we don't know him ourselves? How can we lead people to prayer if we don't pray ourselves? How can we lead p- people to, a, to a, a healthy spiritual life if, that, if we don't have one? We've never seen one. So Good Shepherd Sunday is a reminder to, to us as priests that you've got to up your game. You really do. You've got to be a shepherd for your people. And today there's, there's such a great need for it because of such confusion out there there is such disillusionment out there there's such a discouragement so we've got to be good shepherds the sheep that belong to me listen to my voice so if we're going to guide people we have to know the voice of the lord and we have to obey the voice of the lord ourselves dare i add that we're also accountable to god for that we're accountable to god for how we live our priesthood so if much has been given, much is expected. If God has given me the ability to administer sacraments, it's not, again, like I can sit on my comfy seat over there and just administer the sacraments and, just, and loving it and sit on my laurels. No, I'm responsible for those gifts given to me. And if one, two, five talents have been given to me, then I'm expected to bring back as much and more. We ask the Lord today to renew the hearts of priests. We ask them to renew the sanctity of how the priesthood has lived, that priests will live their vocation as a divine call, that they will do so as, as fathers, as fathers who stand between the danger and the flock that has been entrusted to their care. We ask you, Lord, to call many men to the priesthood young Irish men who love you we ask you Lord to help them to understand that this is a vocation of service, that this is a hard vocation and if they're not up for a hard vocation, do something else Lord Jesus we ask you to help us to see not the prized position or the the glory of the priesthood this side of eternity, but that we might see it as a vocation of service A vocation to represent you. A vocation to bring consolation and joy and healing and truth and light into our world so darkened. The the sheep that belong to me listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never be lost.